we are recording hey good people welcome back <laughs> you're giggling this is ashley and i'm rashina you can tell obviously the difference in our voices because rashida's voice is so soothing and mine is like is it rough is and it high pitch and kind of whiny i wouldn't describe your voice as high pitch <laughs> Um, but you guys know this is Jesus Business and Culture. What up, cuh? What up, cuh? The difference between us. I know, right? <laughs> Sheena, we're back. We're, we are. We're it's been a long time. It's been an interesting couple of weeks, I honestly. Know. But I think we're going to start the way we always do. Yeah, I'm still sick of y'all. I, Sheena is still sick of y'all. That's probably why we haven't recorded because Sheena's been yeah, so sick of y'all. I have. We, we, I can't even say it right. Sick of, you gotta kind of go through your teeth. I don't have I'm it. I don't think I have it in me. I'm sick of y'all. But you're funny. People were still cracking up about like you saying that, and I want people to know that like that is not a phrase that she made up for the podcast. Like she is sick of people all the time. I am. Y'all know I don't like people. You do like people. Don't say that. You uh-huh. don't have time for like drama and unnecessary like. Humans are the ghetto. Right now. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> She's not wrong. Humans are the ghetto. But let's t- let's start with our worship song of the week. We're going to share one because it is an anthem. Um, go ahead. This one's on you and then I'll jump in. Um, so this song, it's a throwback. It's called Hope's Anthem. Um, there's a couple of versions out there. Um, but Bethel Music has one. And I think Chris. Nope. Matthew, <laughs> somebody just naming traditional white people names. <laughs> <You're being crazy. laughs> you literally just started naming Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John. No. <laughs> anyway, the the one I listen to is about Bethel music, um, and it's called Host Anthem, and basically it's a anthem of hope. Um, and the chorus goes, my hope is in you, God. I am steadfast. I will not be moved. I'm anchored, never shaken. All my hope is in you. And then it goes into, he's awakening the hope in me by calling forth my destiny. He's breathing life into my soul. I would thirst for him and him alone. He has come like the rain that showers on the barren plain. So my heart and tongues confess Jesus Christ, the hope of man. Ooh, Jesus, we need some hope right now. I mean, like, like. Like the like, rain, like the, the, like I look out and it's seriously like a barren plain out there. And, and I know that there's a harvest out there. Um, and that the seeds that have been sown, mm-hmm. um, that the rain will come and there will be a harvest. Um, but my thing is as you're listening, um, and as you're like listening to us talk about this, like what seeds are you sowing? Wow, that's good. Like, what seeds will the rain produce? Like, what yeah. is the fruit of that? That's that's. I mean, you. We could preach a word on that. As I mean, we're gonna we could go into that. Like, are you planting bitterness and resentment and hatefulness? I mean, I know there's a lot happening, but like, you got to be really careful with what you're planting. And we don't like. I know that's a metaphor analogy, but. um it's about what's planted in your spirit, right? Like right. if it rained tomorrow on the harvest field of your soul, what's, what, what's what, there, what's going to, what fruit is going to be bared in that? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's, 
Yeah. Hope's Anthem. I might listen to that on the way home. Hope's and Anthem. Cry. Man. Or maybe when I get home, Hope's I just lay, lay on my face. Yeah. I mean, today, um, you know, my company yesterday had a, had some pretty big news um, about layoffs that's happening and things like that. And, um, you know, I was checking in on all of my, my people and I'm just like, you know, we got to gotta stay positive, got to remain hopeful. Um, and just my thing is like control what you can control. And yeah. you can control what you put in, what you putting out there. You can control um, the seeds that you're out there spreading. Yeah, and that you're consuming, right? I right. want you to, everybody to be knowledgeable, be well read um, on all of those things. But at the same time, it's like, I like that's we're not going to get into this. I um, but like, I, I, turn, I had to turn off that debate because it wasn't good for my mentals or my chickens. <laughs> I was like, okay, I it gave was, it a, I gave it the old college try, oh but like, gosh. I gotta turn this off. Like, my, this is, my mentals and my chickens were not, I, yeah, were not in a good place. My mentals and my chicken were not good, and I felt like, I, I can't, I can't, I'm not gonna rest well. Mm-mm. I'm also not gaining anything, right? No. Like, there are often times that it's like, maybe you don't agree with a point, nah. but you can at least better understand where this person is coming from or what their policies and values are. I left that thing thinking like, I have been to some ghetto, it's, it's, ratchet, Listen, the country ga- I trash it. like it. That I, was special. I tweeted it, Instagrammed it, Facebook. This debate is the ghetto. I swear it was like toddlers. Like it was parents that had lost um, all control of their leashed toddlers. Somebody said, look, we need a, a third, a black woman who's got 35 plus years of teaching experience to moderate the yeah. next debate because, and we're going to, we're probably going to talk about that another time. We're yeah. getting down a rabbit hole. But my point in saying that, like we had to, we both saying that we got to turn that debate off because it was like, it was too much. And it's not good when we're talking doing about ho- too much, doing too much. So we really wanted to take this episode. We have been talking a lot about race and social justice and politics um, because sports are weird right now. Although my, my man, LeBron is in, LeBron James. is in the finals again. LeBron James. What did they say? Um, ten, nine of the 10 last NBA finals. Yeah. So if you guys have any questions about who LeBron James is, LeBron be, James be, be uh, set free and knowing that he is one of the many goats. Yeah. Um, so I say that to say that today we're going to talk about something just a little bit lighter and it's hopeful. We're hopeful, haha, <laughs> Hope's Anthem, that it will be funny, that you'll learn from our experiences. So we're going to do a little bit of a rapid fire, if I knew then what I know now. So we're both on the third floor. We've learned some things in our three decades of life. You're- Mm-hmm. right yeah um and some things that i look back on and i'm like oh my god i thought i did knew i it. do that i thought that was cute all these things so um we're gonna <laughs> start with work and career so sheena if you knew then what you know now what is some advice that you would give to 25 year old sheena 22 year old sheena uh y- <laughs> uh let me think you ain't all that I mean, right? <laughs> I mean, facts. Like walking into a, a place and be like, uh, "You're welcome." I did you I'm a favor here. by showing up. Yes, you're welcome that I interviewed for this job and that you hired me and that you're paying for my salary. You're welcome. Honestly, like it's a gift and a privilege for you to have me. Right. And while I don't think that was necessarily wrong, I had a lot to learn. Right. There was a, a little bit of humbleness 
that needed to <laughs> that happen. Needed to happen. And it's so funny because obviously I work in the college space now and I'm looking at these students and who are like, well, I think da 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 da. And I'm like, I don't like, care what you think. I mean, your points are not even a little bit valid to me, like out of, out of my I, face. Yeah. Did your mom pay your cell phone bill today? No, uh, you can't wear shorts to class. Don't, I can't with that. Okay, sorry. Um, I can't with it's too hot in Florida and I get it but like no you can't wear shorts to class but yeah like you just really think you know everything when you're in your early 20s right like because you're not a teenager Mm -mm. and you've got a little bit of college degree under your belt and a little bit of work experience and you really think you know Oh, when I got my third degree don't don't get out of my get on so I am was hot in these streets okay i work for madison square garden don't okay. tell me anything okay I'm brilliant I'm two master's here. degrees excuse me i am starting Didn't a know. WNBA team from scratch correct okay? all me by myself don't tell me nobody nothing. else <laughs> like <sighs> hot stuff yeah so you would have told yourself to just be a little more humble 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 not no. humble but humble humble <laughs> but i would argue that at the same time Like I look back and think about the things that like, yeah, there's a sense of like paying your dues and people have been there before. But I also think that there is a sense of coming to your own in your 30s that you don't have in your 20s. Right. That I really look back and think like, I can't believe I didn't say something about that. Or I can't believe that I was the one person who worked the 10 day straight event or that I accepted to pay, make, take a job making $30,000 in New York. Like smart how how did i live how did we live and that like so i just like understanding your like so have some humility about yourself in your 20s i would tell myself but i would also tell myself that like you are worthy and you are valuable Mm -hmm. at the level you're at now right like i think that is the one thing that i would look back and be like okay so you don't know everything but you're not worthless facts you you know what i mean yeah there are some situations that i just would have handled differently yeah um, and that, and I think that that, um, that comes with a little bit of just of knowledge and charisma. Mm-hmm. So like, if you would have put me in that situation now, like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I would, I would be a VP. Like when people were dumping their work on me in my twenties, I thought I had to pay my dues and that was required of me. And me, I was not being a supportive friend. I'm like, oh my gosh, you ain't got to do that. Right. But if, <laughs> but when somebody tried that in my thirties, I told them that I wasn't going to be a sharecropper. <laughs> and that changed the conversation quickly. Uh, I'm not going to share crop for this company. Like, like this was a very, I would say number two in charge. I don't, yeah, but like, like I understood like, at that but point. But I'm just saying that's who you, I'm, I'm not going to be a share crop. Yeah. So I would have been more diligent about like understanding like what to take on to gain experience and what was me being taken advantage of. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Right. That's good. I think for me, another thing, if I'm like, if I knew then what I know now, kind of talk on the same vein same vein i don't know i, might I don't have know made what that, you're trying to say my, and in the same idea <laughs> i might have made that phrase up yeah, whatever um that like imposter syndrome right mm. that like i sometimes wish that i could take that confidence of that 20 year old something feeling like i belonged even though i probably didn't because i wasn't ready right um and bringing it to my 30s sometimes of feeling like do i belong at this table yeah um so if i knew then that i would gain a 10 plus years of experience and then sort of feel less like I belong, I would probably hype myself up in a, in a different way. Right. Like, does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, that, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Um, and I definitely just lost my, lost my train of thought. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, but no, that's good though. Because I think, 
I think I got beat up in my 20s so much with jobs. Not that, I think. You just did. Yeah. Okay, I did. I was trying to be uh, not humble. I mean, you got beat up. I got beat you up. learned a lot of lessons. It is what it is. I learned a lot of lessons. Like when I tell you that was like control of the control, the controllable, and like I controlled as much as I could, and like like the cards just fell, like where they fell, where they fell, like, and I was like, what the heck? I don't even know. I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to do at this point. Like, I think from those experience, not I think there is no I think I know that from those experiences, I often question myself and I shrink back. Even to even today, I will shrink. I will shrink back and be like, um, I'm going to let you answer that. Which is crazy because you're like legitimately a subject matter expert in what you do. And yeah, I'm like, but, can you tell me the answer? Can you just tell me? Yeah, but when I'm around other subject matter experts, I let them take the fall. Yeah. Not the fall because it's not necessarily a fall. It's just answering a question. But I put that on my year end review of ways, um, things I need to improve on. A lot of finger action and you guys yes. can't see that. Um, but like I'm here. I'm here. I belong. Mm. Um, a, a friend sent us a, a message from Steve Furtick talking about like God's not going to ask you for what he hasn't given you. Mm. And I was like, man, watching that thing, I was getting chills because I was like, okay, like this is inside of me. This yeah. is here. I'm here. You've put me in this position. You've I, qualified me. You have qualified me. I am here. That's really good. I have earned this. Like give it. I'm giving you a full amen corner. Like give it. Rackas. <laughs> Rackas oh God. <laughs> I think the last thing in career, if I knew that, what I know now would be like the value of building relationships from a mentor and a sponsorship standpoint. Mm. I think in the graduate program that we were in, we learned a lot about mentors, 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 mentors. And I think later on this sponsor um, mentality sort of came about, but it was like, oh, you're my mentor, which means that like I come to you for advice and you maybe look over my resume or help me get ready for an interview. But as you get further in your career and, and you need those people, let mm -hmm. me say that, like you need those people. I wish I had better understood the importance of having a sponsor, which is someone who's in the room when you're not in the room and has the ability to speak positively and speak your name and recommend you for things, even when you're not in the room. And I've had those people um, and I don't know that I've necessarily done the best job of maintaining them in my life. Mm. Now, some of them I, are still really great. Like I will shout out Jamie Morningstar from here until kingdom come because like every job I've ever interviewed for, been recommended for, Jamie has put my name in the hat. She like, was trying to get you out of there. Like, and she's been incredible. You know what I mean? Like she was all, and obviously like I'm not in sports in the same way that I was before for her to be recommending me for those same jobs. But like I would get calls and be like, how did you even get my number? And Jamie's like, oh, I forgot to mention it to you. I just thought you were qualified. I'm like, you thought I should be a senior VP? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and she yeah. did. And and convinced me of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like the importance of cultivating and managing those relationships so that within a company, because I think I got lost for a bit in the last couple of years of my career where it was like, I don't know who's speaking positively about me when I'm not, not in, in the, the room. room. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, that's something that... Um, where I work now, they are big on that. Oh man. I, I don't think I'm allowed to say your boss's name, but I love your boss. <laughs> They're big on that. Um, and I've built relationships outside of, uh, my social media team too. And like I had coffee with, with someone within the company that's in a marketing role. And she was like, yeah, you know, we had put your name in the hat for this job and then COVID hit. And I was like, what? Wait, what? What? 
what? I'm literally asking what? what? Yeah. Did you forget to tell me this story? Maybe. And uh, we're not going to discuss it on the podcast no. right now. Oh, okay. No. No. Should we pause? Because now I'm no, like. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, cool. I cool, mean, cool, cool, she cool. was. Like, well, not like in the head, but she brought. She basically brought up my name because like um, it was for like the young adult segment. Mm. And she was like, you would have been great for that. But. Here we are. Yeah, but but nevertheless, your name will stay in the hat and your name right. will be at the top of the list or on the list at the very least for right. what that looks like. Facts. Facts. So facts, facts. those are our tidbits on if I knew then what I know now in career. The next thing we're going to move to is friendship. Dun, dun, dun. So dramatic. So, friendship. Friendship. So awkward. We are, um, we've been friends for a long time and people, we crack up when people like, describe our friendship or like tell us like yeah it's all it's always very interesting but like friendship is one of those things that i like harp on and harp on and harp on because i think especially in the christian christian faith we talk so much about the importance of marriage and marriage and marriage and marriage is super important and i want to get married and you want to get married and all those sure do let's be clear sheena warren wants to be married (laughs) if you're if you're listening if you're out there sliding dms (laughs) dead sorry i am dead ask not (laughs) (laughs) you shall not (laughs) um but like i think that like we don't necessarily do the best job of friendships and it's because there's no blueprint for it right there's no like it's very clear when you break up with a boyfriend like okay we're gonna go our separate ways you might even like split up your friend group a little bit if you were mine oh my yeah like you know what i mean especially like as you get older like okay bye <laughs> right like you're not typically like unsure of like how this is going to move forward but in right. friendships if you decide like a man this person isn't like serving me or life-giving for me yeah we don't really have like an idea of what that looks like we're just like you we stop- stayed friends because we've known each other since we were in third grade i'm like oh. Y'all are not friends. You're not friends. You don't like each other. But like, we have no You're, idea how to break up with people. You have grown, but your friendship hasn't grown. Correct. And it's it's and it's like really hard for people to say that like they've grown apart from these like childhood friends who they don't have anything in common with. Mm-mm. Like we joke all the time that it was like if I was friends with so and so and like we lived in the same town now, like we would not be friends. Nah. Um. And so, like, I just I just find it's very interesting because I think that we spend so much time valuing um, marriage and romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do you expect to be married? You can't even be you can't even keep a friend. Right. And you, and you don't know how to break up properly. And you don't know how to break up properly. Like, I, it's OK to say to somebody like, hey, like, we're cool. There's no hard feelings. Like, yeah, you just kind of ghost. You, you kind of ghost. We them. ghost people and we hate to be ghosted. It's like the worst. Right. I don't even, I wish no, that phrase was never even invented. Right. Like, I wish that you had to just call somebody to the carpet in front of everybody. Handmaid's Tale. Shame. 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 Let's not talk about Handmaid's Tale. Because we're, we're triggered. We're triggered. triggered. But yeah, like, I just, I think we need to do a better job of putting value on platonic friendships. Yeah. I will say I'm watching rewatching Girlfriends in my 30s and it's, it's oh, so, so interesting. It's so interesting. Like that's probably another podcast on its own. But Joan broke up with Tony like properly, properly. Like it was a whole like I'm a, come over here. You know, we're not going to be friends anymore. And it was like crying and tears. And like she got a box and boxed up her stuff and everything. And like it was a proper breakup. I think I FaceTimed you. I was like. 
they're properly breaking up. You did, and I was like, okay, clearly I'm not yeah. watch, rewatching Girlfriends. They're, they're properly breaking up. But yeah, a proper breakup. Yeah, it's important. And tell people why. why like, here, you were trash. You're trash. I'm trash. You're not trash. You're a toy. But yeah, so breaking up properly. And I think that because we we don't do it, we, we end up with like really odd friends. And the good news is that like, if you decide that you value these friendships, you may, you don't have to break them up. Mm-mm. You... You, they can go through a million different stages right. and remain right. Like yep. obviously neither of us are married or have children, but like we have friends who have gone from having young children that we could just like strap on our backs and throw on a stroller, a stroller and like go to New York city for a week and like get through it. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, those same kids are literally taller than me. And <laughs> we're in, Gosh, our you. friendship is in different stages, right? Like right. we don't have free Saturdays to like lounge around in the pool and Mm-mm. hang, but like, that hasn't changed our friendship. Like, I mean, this person will know we're talking about them and I don't think she'll mind, but like, this is also the friend who's like, I do have one free three hour window on a Saturday. I would love for you guys to come out to dinner. Right. Because I value our friendship and I want to see you. And like, and that's okay. Right. You make room for what's important to you. Yeah. If it's not important for you and I'm not in, and that's, that's an importance, not out of convenience. Ooh. I'm going to preach on that. Nah not the not the time not the time yeah not the time because there is a having friendship and making time out of convenience but like like being intentional about making that time and like no this is what i want to do here it is like that's it's it hits different yeah because there is a season of like my kids are so little all we have time to do is like come join me for bath time right the only time we get to spend time is because xyz xyz whatever the case may be right like but there is a difference in intentional time. And sometimes that means getting a babysitter, investing the money to mm-hmm. have a babysitter. And sometimes that means that we as single people with no children are also comfortable to go to a football game or go to a play. The number of times that we've been to see our friend's daughter in plays, neither of us are big on the arts and theater. Nope, but I enjoy it. But I'm, I go every I'm time a, and I go. sing. Oh, what was that one song? I can't even remember. Uh, we're going to get the flowers. And I'm going to get the flowers. I'm going to, I love intermission. Like it's going to yep. be great go get some because M&Ms. I value that friendship yeah. and I value, and I know that they value their child obviously and what right. their child does. And mm-hmm. we find time to do that. So I just think, it's really important to understand that like friendships evolve. And then that same family that we're talking about, whose child is in theater now has a college student. Now they're technically empty nesters. Obviously Corona makes things different, but like they're technically empty nesters. And it's like so interesting to see how our friendship has evolved because they don't have kids in their home and they don't have ballet and plays to go to. So it's, it's just really interesting. Right. And also there's levels to friendships too. One thing that I said, like, um, I wrote down on here, not everyone deserves your time and energy. Like don't force your natural circles of friendships by trying to put someone where they haven't earned to be. Wow. Like you want to be in my inner circle, but you're not there yet. And you feel offended that like, you're not there yet. You haven't gained, you haven't earned that. That's just like in a relationship. Like, you, you you're not there in, in the to in the engagement phase yet you're yeah. not there yet you don't need to meet you don't need to meet my mom and dad no, you're not there yet we don't know each other like Mm-mm. that you're not there yet and so don't try to force people to be in positions where they haven't earned it because they're going to let you down more than anything and it's going to be a huge heartbreak yeah you're going to be, be really disappointed re- so disappointed but few people re- okay i'm done <laughs> <laughs> all right if you knew then what you know now 
What would you do different in love? Well, um, the love languages are, it's so simple, but I think it's so, I think it's very beneficial. I would agree. Tell us more. No, I can't, I'm trying to stop saying I think. No, I know. Okay. It's beneficial. You better. Uh, finger pointing and yeah. head snapping. Yeah, you were doing all, all of, of that. that. All of that. But I need you to stop doing that and talking to your mic. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm, I adjusted. Um, but yeah, the love languages, like learning how, well, first of all, what you value and how to, how someone should love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and also knowing how to love someone else. Like, like don't give me gifts if, if that's, if I don't, I don't love gifts. I don't like gifts. I mean, I know my love language isn't. I gift love giving. gifts. I yeah, love you gifts. You do love gifts, but like, I don't. I don't like sending me flowers to my job. Like, save your money, bruh. Like, valid. save your money. Let's go out to eat. And let's <laughs> just spend some time together, right? And I know that, and I understand now that flowers aren't about me. They're not. They're not. It's not about me. It's, it's about claiming your steak. Just pee on me. <laughs> Like a dog, like <laughs> just mark your territory. Uh, yeah, it's about marking your territory and letting everybody know at work. Like, ah, nah, she taken, which is fine. I'm, and like, listen, I'm not, I'm never, you're never gonna send me flowers. Going to be like, oh, I hate the flowers. This right. was a horrible experience. It's just not like receiving gifts is not like my level. Even in friendships, like I got you this. I'm like, thank, thank you. you so much. I already bought one for myself. Which is the story of my life, right? Good because I'm like, if life. I want something, I think about it for a long time and then I buy it. And then I don't need gifts. But I, but if you want to just like come and um, just like cuddle with me, come you're, and just you're sit, in, you're, you're come and just sit close enough to me on the couch that I know you're there. Oh my gosh. Not, like that's my dream. That's yeah. my dream life. You want to tell me I'm pretty and worthwhile and <laughs> yeah, I'm here <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh my, yeah my love language quality love languages quality time acts of service yeah uh those are i mean that's 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 basically it you want to love sheena well wash your car man do the dishes oh, man that's amazing yeah yeah that's i love that like take the trash out that, oh, like fold fold the laundry man listen boo if you out there, I'm gonna wash laundry all day long. This is the second time you spoke to Boo. He might be listening. Boo, if you out there, like she gotta, gotta wash the laundry. I'm gonna wash it. You just gotta fold that thing and put it away and put it away because you don't like that either. Nope. But yeah, so like love languages, that's what you would. That's one thing that you would like maybe lean on and know more, even about yourself. Not mm-hmm. so much as like I don't think you should do your love language with somebody you've had the coffee with twice. Like please don't, please don't. That's so weird. So awkward. But like knowing yourself well enough to know that like. Why does it bother me that he sends me flowers but never actually calls me? Mm. Why does it bother me that he bought me really, really nice earrings, but like we haven't been on any dates? Mm. Or our dates are watching a movie where I don't get to spend any like actual quality no. time with you. A movie is the worst date ever. It's not the worst date ever. It's the worst date in the beginning when you're trying to get to know each other because you don't actually get to talk. If you, Now, if, if you're going to... Do it, some coffee afterwards or some dinner afterwards? No. Because then you have like a topic to talk about, no? Mm-mm. You, have, if, you if can't fir- just go if to If the movie. first date, yes, that's correct. But if the first date you are suggesting a movie, I'm probably looking at you crazy. That's but impressive. in my old age, 
I will pivot. At this point, if yeah, I will pivot. At this point, if you're like, like, hey, don't you want to do something else? And bowling, bowling, the same thing. Like bowling is not a good one either. (laughs) Feels very strongly about this bowling. Well, because like bowling is just like you, like when it's not your turn, it's my turn. Yeah, I you know mean, what I mean. I, I, so I like, get what you're saying, and like the years. And then years. most of the time, like you're paying by the hour, so like you need to speed that thing up. So it's just like an it's just like an icebreaker competitive. First of all, nobody should bowl at this point with Nerona because that oh sounds my gosh. horrible. But um, yeah, so you love shoes, all that stuff. <laughs> Can you imagine like putting your hand, putting the shoe on, putting your hand on the ball, and eating a French fry? <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> Like legitimately, I don't think that. I'll ever be able to bowl no. in the same way unless I can get my own bowling shoes and my own bowling ball. Yeah, and still no, still probably it's a no for me. Yeah, what's another one uh, for me? It would be date privately but not secretly, and I say that to say that like I don't think that you should be like nobody should know that you have a boyfriend or that nobody should know that. Um, you're dating someone or you should be sneaking around acting crazy because I feel like whatever you're sneaking around doing is probably not in good form. It is not of God. But, but well, it's probably not even like, let's say that these people are, you know, are not Christians. Yeah. It's not yeah. like if you have to hide from your friends and the people who care about you, like you're probably not in a good scenario. Like mm. first sign of abuse, any kind is like isolation. So like, oh, that's good. don't, don't, don't do it in isolation, but you also don't have to put your whole business on the Instagram or Twitter or uh, day night or just like, it's just, and it's just, too, it's week. just too much for me. And I, that has a lot to do with probably my own I, junk or whatever, because I'm n- not, my personal life is not on Instagram it's or not, social media. I'm trying I, to get her to do better. I'm working really hard on it. You guys, she's not. but like, I, <laughs> she said she's not, <laughs> but like dates, date privately like you know your inner circle should know the people who are walking with you holding you accountable who know you well enough to be able to tell you like nah sis that seems off or hey bro like is that is you think that's a good idea or like oh he seems really great or she seems really great you know but like it doesn't have to be every second of everything that you do together is on the gram right it's just it's it's not cute just got in the car Right, like, <laughs> and like the fake secret online isn't cute to me either. Oh this is gosh. just a personal just a pet hand peeve, hold, like just, just like just, the hand, just the picture of the hand, or like Bay sent me flower. Oh, you don't need to know who Bay like. Or then don't like post it, like showing your outfit, but his shoe was in there. Like, like stop. I can the see his madness. shadow of his big head taking the photo. Like you're not right. fooling anybody. Right, like, right. Um, and yeah. we had several friends who were. That's their choice, and like that's just not me. Yeah. But that's, probably why i'm single because i don't have any of that fun i'm not fun like that what about you what else trust your gut Ooh, tell me more just trust your gut your gut be telling you (laughs) it tells you like trust it like he raggedy he raggedy he raggedy if there's if there's something that's just like ooh red flag then more than likely we like nine times out of eight out of ten like it's a thing yeah and the red flags that i think that we would overlook then Versus now are very different. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? Like, the red flags back then were probably dumb stuff. He was so dumb. Like, he's boring. That wasn't a red flag, but. Yeah, but, like, things that would, like, turn you off or, like, not want you to be interested or whatever the case may be. Like, oh, my gosh. Are drastically different now. I'm like, oh, you have a job. <laughs> you go to work every day. That's great. It's a good start. Oh, man. I had one, but I kept it to myself. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Offline. 
But yeah, oh, just, uh, just trust, just trust, your, trust gut. your gut. Trust your gut, man. I guess we'll probably have more to say on this loved one when we like find people that we're going to spend our lives with. Yeah. Are you one not day. there? Sheena is putting a call out, you guys. She's not playing any games with y'all. She's she's sick of y'all, but she I'm still s- wants you to like her. I'm sick, I'm <laughs> sick of y'all, but there's one out there that I ain't sick of. Where you at, boo? Yeah, Come on. Hopefully he's home and wearing a mask when he's out. Right. <sighs> That's a red flag for me. Yeah. When you wear your mask uh, under your nose. Or when you take it down to talk. <sighs> Very confusing. What about our next category? One of my favorite categories. Y'all finances ashley checks her budget like a million times a day i mean that's a stretch i don't check it a million times a day but i definitely 25 times a day like i I could tell that when she was checking her budget you check i would look over there i'm like you checking your budget aren't you but i i have to right now because i'm committed to being financially smarter than i was in my 20s so i didn't know or understand and i think this is like a massive topic in what I would say is low-income families, you just don't talk about money. Like, when you're wealthy, you know that, like, mom and dad make money or maybe dad makes money and mom stays home or vice versa mm-hmm. and they're going to pay for college and you, there's going to be an inheritance and parents open credit cards in your name in a good way, not like they did in our neighborhood. <laughs> um, and establish credit for you and all these things, like, Nobody ever talked to me about money when I was growing up. And, you know, I've had this conversation with my parents. So, and like, so there's no like outing them here. Like it just wasn't a conversation. But mm-hmm. like I look back and think like that was hard. We were struggling. And why did I have new cleats if the water bill wasn't paid or right. whatever the case may be? Right. And like we never wanted for anything as kids. Right. Like but like nobody ever told me about money. So all of us kids were scholarship student athletes. So when I would get refund checks in undergrad it was like my money and i didn't have to pay it back yeah so then when i went to graduate school and was getting an out-of-state degree i would get these refund checks and i thought i'm balling balling like i was the person at the bar buying all the drinks and i had new suits and new tank on me but i'll drink some me like yeah like legitimately that's how dumb i was like if i knew then what i know now like I would have lived on less so that I could set myself up for success at 22, 23, 24 years old instead of moving to New York City in debt, taking a job, living, having to live on the Upper West Side because why? I don't know. Like all kinds of things that you just didn't, you, I just didn't know. What yeah. about you? Um, similar to what you said about your scholarship money. So like, Coming out of high school, like I applied and was awarded like a lot of third party scholarships. She knows very smart. Like a, a lot, I'll tell you. She's pretty One and day. smart. So she got the homecoming scholarship oh, and the gosh. IB program scholarship. Oh my gosh. Um and and I calculated that like probably when I was in graduate school school and I was like, Oh my gosh, that was a lot of money that I just wasted on doggone cheap $10 shirts that I would wear out to parties. And they would I rip, need, and then that would that be the I end of it. Because like, that's really the only reason to go to Forever 21 is right. to buy a shirt forever, that you can throw away at the end of the Forever day. 21 got a lot of my, not a lot of my money. I, 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 I learned my lesson. But anyway, but I should have invested that money. Like, I didn't need it. 
I had grants for school. Yeah, I, I had grants. I doing. had grants for school, and then I got refund because a refund check because like like everything was covered, you know. And so like, what what was what were you doing? What was I doing? I don't know. Live, living my life like it's golden. It, it was golden times. It was. Too. It was. I had a blast. Uh, that's that's the one thing that I would change though. Yeah. Not having a blast with my refund check money. But yeah. And I think you and when we were like prepping for this, you talked about how you wish you had met Uncle Dave. Man, sooner. if I would have met Uncle Dave sooner, like I would be man. And I love here. Uncle Dave's principles, but Sometimes I am having a hard time with his. He tripping in this pandemic. Correct. I am having a hard time. His principles, and I'm talking about Dave Ramsey. His principles are like if you follow them, if you follow the steps, like you, they will, work. They work. You will get out of debt. Now, during this pandemic, like, he'd been tripping about some stuff. I'd be like, what? No, why? Like, why would I do that? Like, okay. Well, and yeah, and just like some sometimes, and I, I'm, this is not like a Bash Dave Ramsey session because I do think that his principles work, but there he has said a couple of things that I'm like, you, you seem a little bit out of touch for what's happening for a lot of Americans mm-hmm. in this country right now. And that, that's been kind of hard to hear because I do think that his principles work. I followed them and... I'm very close to being out of very debt. Very close. Um, I can't wait. Yeah. So, like, I mean, his system does work. So I, I wish I had known his systems. Like, I have, a, you know, a graduate student now who, like, follows the Dave Ramsey system, and I'm, like, so impressed that at 24 he and his wife, like, are, you know, out of debt. And even thinking about, like, we have this little bit of debt from our student loan. Like, mm-hmm. dude, what? what? Like, no, like I'm gonna deal with that later. Where I didn't even know to deal with it. Like, I right. just got a, I got a bill one day that was like, it's congratulations, it's time for you to start paying back your student loan. Congratulations. congratulations. Well, you better get it on, get that mess yeah, up out of here. That time Nelnet tried to hit me with happy birthday. I'm like, I'll pay a like, bill this, so I know it's real. This is not a happy birthday. Get out of my face. Knock so, off a, knock off a digit. Just understanding like the value of money and that like you don't have to keep up with the Joneses. If you don't have it, don't spend it. Mm-mm. Like it's hard when you're young because you think, well, I have time to pay this back, but then like, right. you waste a lot of energy and time dealing with the consequences of not knowing better in your twenties. You know better, do better. So now you know better. So do better. Yes. What about like just life in general? Like if you're just like, oh man, I'm gonna write twenty three year old Sheena a little note about man, I want you to know this so that you don't mess this up. Like, what would that be? Just live your life. Just just live it. Like, it's at the end of the day, it's your life. The Like, the decisions that you make, they're yours. Like, I used to think about, before I would act on something, I would think about what people, mostly my family, would think about, about mm. me. Like, they probably had zero clue of things that were <laughs> that was going on. But, like, I would think about this, like, what would they say mm. if they knew I was doing this or if I if they knew that I made this decision? And so just live your life. And like I think about uh, some of the advice that I received in high school, like coming out of high school and stuff. And like if I would have taken any of that advice, I would not be where I am today. Like my coach told me that I wouldn't be able to play college volleyball because she, she said I was too short. So I tried out and I made the team. It's like, okay, I'm going to try and make the team. I don't need to play. I got my, my school's covered. <laughs> like, this is just a, I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. But I also wanted to play as well. Um, 
Uh, one thing, if I would have listened to like family about just even going to college, like, like if I would have just stayed in that mindset, like, yeah, I, I wouldn't be here. Like even New York, like people said, no, you shouldn't move to New York. No, don't do it. Like probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I would, if the circumstances were still the same, I would still make the same choice yeah. and go to New York. Yeah. That's, I love the confidence in that. Yeah. Cause like it sets you on a trajectory that has you in a place now that you're very, that you're very pleased with. Yep. That's great. What about you? I don't know what I would tell younger actually probably to relax. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about your response. I mean, cause you knew 23 year old me relax. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm telling 34 year old. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I am actually sitting very tense right now. Relax. Naturally. Um, I think it's cause I'm trying to lean forward to talking to the mic, but it's adjustable. It'll move okay, closer Gina, to you. We get your point. I'm not a relaxed person, but I think if I could talk to myself and build some habits, mm-hmm. um, I would relax a little bit. I remember even being an undergrad and my friend Sam, at the, um, we used to both say like, she's not an overly relaxed person either. <laughs> um, like, Oh, I just can't wait. I would sleep in my business suit. Like I wanted to be a businesswoman so bad. I was like a maybe junior or senior in college and I just really wanted to grow up and I was very intentional as you know about like I'm going to be the first one to get a job when we graduate graduate school I'm going to go and I'm going to do this and in two years I'm going to do this and I don't think I've ever really learned to relax I think that's something that I'm working hard on now um and enjoying and celebrating wins and success and the things that make life full Mm-hmm. Um, I often hit a milestone and I'm already thinking about how many steps until the next milestone. Um, and so I, I think I would enjoy, not that I didn't have fun. Like, I mean, you knew me when I was younger. I mean, we've been friends a long time and like I had a lot of fun, but I also like was just kind of uptight. And I think I was so worried about long-term consequences of every relationship, platonic and romantic and, every career decision and every everything that like I don't think that some of the best experiences I stressed through instead of enjoyed Mm. and I think the one thing and you're gonna like just turn the mics off after I said that I would take a couple more pictures and enjoy and have memories of the things that I did and accomplished in my what you had said (laughs) yeah i would just relax i mean i think i don't know if that's if i if i knew then what i know now because i think i'm still learning that lesson but i look back at my 20s and and wish that i had celebrated a little bit more and memorialized some of the things that i accomplished in my 20s um in a real and like meaningful way because sometimes like and this is no shade against anybody but i look at like the 30 under 30s and i'm like okay Okay. Or like I don't, what? Actually, I want to be on 40 under 40, so. I'll nominate you, but like I think I was so like, okay, well, on to the next thing that wasn't that big of a deal and I look at some of the things that people do to win and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do all those things. So, yeah, I think I would I think I would celebrate and relax a little bit. I'm still working on that now at 34. Breathe. Do I look tense right now? Yeah, you do. <laughs> I she looks tense trying to. I relax. was actually just thinking that I said thirty four, and is that right? Because I, I have an appointment next week, and I accidentally wrote that I was thirty three. What are no? Uh, what, how old are you? I'm thirty four. Okay. 
<laughs> I've been messing that up though for whatever reason for the last uh, month. Thirty four was hard for me to remember. Yeah, like at such an insignificant age. Oh, and so significant. So, yeah. We would love to hear um, what advice you would give your younger self. We might put out a poll this week and just kind of get some fun, maybe some funny stories. Maybe we'll tell some funny stories about like some super dumb things that we did when we were young and be like, oh my gosh, so many. The Lord takes care of babies and fools. Oh my gosh. I was a baby and a fool. Right. Driving on 408. Lord have mercy. Why did I do that? Because we were young and dumb yeah. and didn't know Jesus. And I cried over my Bible being wet. Oh, you guys, that's a story <laughs> for another day. And oh, as man. our first, oldest, what do you say? Best first guy I said ever. He would say, Dice.